This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Rasika Dugal was born in Jamshedpur and reared in Delhi. Post her graduation, Dugal came to Mumbai without a definite plan for her future. A friend suggested that she try her luck at the newly restarted Film Television Institute of India in Pune. And though there were several rounds of tough interviews, Rasika got selected. Having tasted the magic of acting, Rasika Dugal was determined to embrace the new world against all odds and on all platforms. Over the years, she has juggled a feature film, Manto, with a short film, Chutney, and TV's artistic Upanishad Ganga, with path-breaking web series like A Suitable Boy and Delhi Crime. आप इतनी खूबसूरत है रसिका दुगल कि जब भी मैं आपको देखती हूँ तो मुझे लगता है कि कितनी नाजुक और कितनी खूबसूरत लड़की है ये तो आपको बहुत बोला जाता था कॉलेज के जमाने में कि बहुत खूबसूरत हो आप थैंक यू सो मच फॉर दैट कॉम्प्लीमेंट इनफैक्ट आई फील द सेम अबाउट यू एवरी टाइम आई सी यू आई फील यूर सो ब्यूटिफुल एंड द लवली साड़ीज यू वेयर ऑलवेज मेक मी वेरी एनवियस वन डे आई एम गोइंग टू कॉल यू अप एंड डिग इन टू योर साड़ी कलेक्शन बट टू क्लीन माई वॉड्रोव एंड टेक आउट अ होल लॉट एंड सेंड इट टू योर हाउस थैंक यू आई लुक फॉरवर्ड टू दैट ग्रेट चलो म्यूचुअल एडमिनेशन हम दोनों ने एक दूसरे को कॉम्प्लीमेंट कर दिया अभी आप बता सकते हो कि कॉलेज में कितने लड़के मरते थे आप पर मैं तो ऑल गर्ल्स कॉलेज में थी सो देर वॉज नो देर वॉन्ट मेनी मेन अराउंड एंड वी वर ऑल वेरी हैप्पी इन आर ओन लिटिल कुकून वे वी हैव दिस वेरी लिबरल फेमिनिस्ट कॉलेज कॉलेज इन डेली इन लेडी श्रीराम कॉलेज and we were always uh, engaged in such fun activities that college ke din to aise hi nikal gaye and, uh, and there was not much male interaction for me at that time so so yes but i i used to get several compliments from several women around so that that's always nice and the, i always felt when i first went to lsr in fact i felt that like you just said you know that uh, i felt like that about lsr that there were so many intelligent and so many beautiful women around. that it yeah. was just it was just a treat every single day <laughs> so tell me who named you rasika kyunki naam hai rasika aur aap mein ras bhara hai to ye kisne naam rakha actually uh, i'm seek as you might know ki jab uh, naam rakhte hain to wo guru granth sahib khol ke usme jo pehla vaak aata hai na from Achha. that the, the alphabet with which your okay. name is going to start so my hmm. grandmother was very just so that's how uh um uh, uh this happened where you know when they decided to name me they had a little part and they opened the guru granth sahib and the vaak that was there was rasik rasik prab ke gun gao so instead of just taking r and naming me with the alphabet they decided hmm. to name me sika so it was my grandmother who named me and i have always had a very sort of special connection with my grandmother she's no more she passed away in 2008 uh, okay. but uh, she's always been a very important part of my life and always been present in many of the characters that i play like the character i played in manto for example safia manto was i, I think my silent tribute to my grandmother so savita in suitable boy reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of you know a lot of women i grew up with but a lot uh, of my grandmother 
you know i remember watching manto and when we came out of the theater everybody was very overwhelmed by your performance but one person who did not leave you for a minute and kept looking into your eyes and asking you and talking to you was the diva rekha so what was she asking you you know in fact that that moment was surreal for me because uh, uh here is a film jiski pehli screening hai and the film is so important to me i was very emotionally attached to the film for what it stood for and also for the process of filming i became very close to nawaz and nandita and yeah. so for, for several reasons that film holds a very important uh, has a very important place in my life and uh, the screening of it was very important for me you know and i was so happy to see uh, that people are watching my film on a big screen for the first time and then to add to it uh, shabana azmi and rekha both came out at the same time and they're both uh, standing in front of me and they were they're showering me with praise and rekha ji i remember turned to shabana ji and said in log ko itna acha kaam itni jaldi kaise seekh gaye ye log hum logo to kuch nahi aata tha na magar sahi hai magar ye to real experience to have two actors who i have so much respect for talk about my work in front of me that i had to pinch myself that night i think uh, because you know, i remember watching the three of you or rather the two of you from far and all i remember is that rekha was talking and you just stared at her without blinking your eyes <laughs> and it was the first time i was meeting her and i've always seen her work on screen and you know admired it so much and she's gorgeous even today so i think once you uh, start looking at her you can't take your eyes off her and i feel the same about shabana ji actually and every time i meet shabana ji and shabana ji has such an infectious uh, spirit also you know mm-hmm. so i yeah. really admire her for so many things and just to have these two women watch my film and stand in front of me and talk about my work was like you know it was like maine kabhi apni zindagi mein nahi socha tha ki ye hoga mere sath and i just had to pinch my to believe that so while you were in delhi uh, when did the acting bug uh, bite you um actually uh, i didn't realize when it bit me uh, i did a lot of theater while i was in lsr so uh, actually one of the toughest courses in delhi university i was a student so a student of math honors and mare itne sare papers hote the aur itni padhai karni padti thi that it was just so tedious but in spite of that i think uh, or because of that maybe because the- doing theater was a relief from you know the the heaviness of the padhai likhai of a course like math honors but also I was very mesmerized by the talent that I was surrounded by. So I've mm-hmm. always been one of those people in school in Jamshedpur where I grew up who was always mm-hmm. the first one on stage every time asked to do so. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, regular, but uh, my exposure to uh, professional theater or acting was absolutely zero. It was limited to school plays and skits. You know, I had never really watched so much uh theater or been a part of a theater group outside of school it was just those small things that we used to do in school so when i landed in lsr i felt like uh, what is this sea of talent you know because everybody i met around me had either been uh, in some theater group for many years koi matlab arvind gaur ke sath kam kaam karke aa raha hai to kisi ne shriram repertory ka koi course kiya hua hai to fazal alkazi ke sath kaam karke aaya hai 
you know so everybody had a lot of experience and exposure as viewers or as people who had participated and worked with well known people theater personalities you know mm. and was for me was like a you know how they show uh, shots in in films in the 80s of this person who lands in bombay and looks at vt station in and looks at you know i think in the drive myself and i landed in lsr because i was like wow i didn't know that there was so much to learn and so much to watch and so much to do so i was very taken in uh, uh, by all of that and so whenever i had any time <laughs> so any time that i had time off from my coursework i would try and learn watch as much as i could theater right yes and also lsr uh, had an active film club aur us waqt to projector bhi bahut hi ek ladkhadata sa projector tha lekin phir bhi there would be like uh, 50 girls cramped into one room to watch a watch a film so there was a film club that used to get iranian films and films which are now very accessible films from around the world which are now very accessible but in 2002 when i was in college it was not the most accessible thing you know so i think in that sense the acting bug had bitten me then but i had yeah. no conscious desire of making a career out of it at all first yeah. i had no sense of it in my family or with people around me so i didn't even really consciously understand that this could be a thing i hadn't seen it anywhere close to my life growing up so it was not a part of my world view um so after lsr i then went to do a social communications media course at suppliers which is run by this lovely lady called jerumulla uh, yeah. and uh, by the time Jeru- you were in bombay yes so after after lsr i came to bombay to suffice to do this course and uh, uh, jeru is a is a very enthusiastic film teacher so automatically out of all the papers that we studied in that course i think journalism and film became the two big things that Uh, after anybody would finish this course they would probably go on to do one of the two because for journalism we had jerry pinto and p sainath as teachers and all very enthusiastic and charismatic and very dedicated uh, professionals and teachers you know uh, so i think jerry really introduced me to the world of cinema and at that time uh, i also had a few friends who were at the film institute uh, at fti in pune so i'm very mesmerized by the idea of the film institute but i had i mean aisa kuch conscious us time to acting course tha bhi nahi you know the acting course had shut down in uh 76 uh, and uh, so after i finished my course at suffires i took up jobs which seemed interesting to me at that time and it was really not um uh, a thought out career path at all koi mujhe it was literally like somebody would send me an email i would get excited about what's written in that email and i would go and do that job and funnily enough so i worked as a research assistant for one year and funnily enough one of the first research jobs that i did was with abhijit banerjee who got the nobel prize last year and uh, i worked on a project uh, in uh, up on an academic research project in up which was being run by rani pandey and abhijit banerjee I did that then I came back to Bombay I worked with an organization called Pukar Partners for Urban Knowledge Action and Research I did a project on gender and public space with them 
एंड ये सब करते करते एक दिन आई वॉज लाइक अब तो मैंने मैथ्स मैथ्स पढ़ा है ये एकेडमिक लोगों के साथ मैं काम कर रही हूँ एंड देर लार्जली पीपल हु आर वर्किंग इन सोशल साइंसेज आई हैव नो बैकग्राउंड इन द सोशल साइंसेज आई वॉज वंडरिंग वेयर माई लाइफ इज गोइंग टू गो एंड दैट वेन वन डे आई ओपन द न्यूज पेपर एंड आई सॉ दैट एफ टी आई वॉज री स्टार्टिंग देर एक्टिंग कोर्स ओके आफ्टर ट्वेंटी सिक्स ईयर्स and i guess all those subconscious kidas of cinema and theater and acting all of them sort of emerged and i said chalo let me just apply you know mm-hmm. and i applied to the course and the entrance procedure was pretty rigorous there were some three rounds and workshops the and auditions they and you had to do a lot of all of that and mm-hmm. i didn't think i would make it because honestly i hadn't acted for a while before i did all of this and i was very nervous and shy and बट आई डोंट नो कैसे जी Gee. and uh, but once i joined the film institute i think just whatever was asked of me uh, as a student as an actor was just so engaging to me that i knew that this is what i'm going to be 6 months into the course i knew that this is what i want to do for a really long time after you finished your course what is the first assignment you got and were you by then very clear that you wanted to do cinema tv web series to tab tha nahi ji I was very clear that that I am not not going to leave any stone unturned to make things work for myself as an actor in Bombay. And I think I was largely clear that uh, I wanted to do. So I was very focused and ambitious about it. I was la- largely clear that I wanted to do films. I was not opposed to the idea of. I had not closed my mind to the idea that there might I might have to do television. but once i was in bombay and i did a few television auditions and uh, i i saw the environment in which people were working i couldn't say yes to those projects there were many offers and in fact at that time many very lucrative offers you know and very tempting to somebody who's just starting out but uh, i think it was just an instinct which told me that this is not the kind of work that i want to do uh uh maybe ever you know so uh, in a tv series which i quite liked which was called upanishad ganga you know upanishad ganga was with dr uh, duvedi and he and those were the uh, sort of one offs which were very different from the regular television work that was happening <laughs> upanishad ganga was not a daily soap at all in fact it was a uh, commission by the chinmaya foundation as education as part of their course you know to help people understand the upanishads uh, better um, yeah. and i think really had scripted it beautifully because he had found stories to as you know the upanishads don't have stories they have concepts so he had found story historical stories and characters to explain concepts in the upanishads in fact mm-hmm. i want to go back to it and view it to, to just refresh my memory on some of those you know lockdown 
at that time my internet was not working so i was only watching the doordarshan acha so beautiful it's done like theater and all and all the faces and all the dialogues are so moving i loved upanishad ganga thank you so much actually a lot of people during lockdown did write to me about it they were like oh we saw you in this and i was like yeah and when i see myself in that it's so many years ago i look so young and different i almost feel like laughing <laughs> it's quite a memory but a lot of many good actors were on that show you know rajkumar had done a few episodes for example um and a lot of my friends from the institute at that time that was one of the different shows powder which i did with yashraj uh, okay. was one one of those shows which was very different for uh, from the kind of shows happening on television at that time so you know those projects i said yes to but the regular daily soap uh, the kind of formulaic stuff that was happening on television uh, between uh, uh at it starting in the early 2000s till 2010 11 uh, or even longer uh, was the kind of stuff which i almost would say yes to but just my my heart said no i can't do this you know so i would stop i wouldn't commit to those projects um and i waited it out i mean i did small parts in many many films Mm-hmm. and uh, my first film like you had asked was a film called anwar in which i have a two scene role mm-hmm. it was directed by manish cha uh, mm-hmm. i was still in the film institute at that time i was just going to finish my two year course at the film institute and one of my friends was an ad on the film mm-hmm. uh, and at that time you know especially for the smaller roles ad's would do the casting the concept of casting directors was sort of just about coming about in yeah. bombay um so she said you know and i was staying with her one weekend i had come i had time off from the institute and i would come and visit my friends in bombay and stay with them so i was staying with her one weekend and she said you know i'm going to do auditions for this part so i said hey let me just come with you and see because i'm going to be doing auditions soon myself so i want to know what the process is you know because mm-hmm. i'm quite that when you're in, living in the film institute you're completely in a bubble and mm-hmm. uh, and you know the working life is very different and i wanted to sort of familiarize myself with what what uh, lies in store for me in bombay you know mm-hmm. so i said chalo i'll come with you so i went and i was watching the audition and she said why don't you also do an audition so i mm-hmm. said okay so i did an audition and uh, the director liked my audition and he said would you want to do this part mm-hmm. and i said chalo okay why not and uh, i shot for that i think in my final month uh at the film institute yeah so on one hand uh, manto is a very internalized character you know mm. she absorbs everything and uh, just bring uh, away all her sorrow and emotion and mm. there's apur and others that were very volatile aggressive manipulative some of the roles where does the muse come from for all these things of course there is a script and of course there are the dialogues but how much does the actor prepare how does the body language come about uh, there are different ways that i prepare for different roles there's no one way that i feel applies to everything uh, in fact the fun of it is the fun of preparing for the role is to look for the preparation process you know mm. um act preparation process which is not very conscious of itself 
and i think it uh, i always aspire to have a preparation uh, process which is not very conscious of itself you know mm-hmm. um, because i really feel that the magic of things is when they affect you subconsciously when it's wow. logical when it's very like i'm using this for this then the beauty of then you're sort of removing the possibility of being surprised yourself you know mm-hmm. which for me is always the mark of a good project if there's even one moment in which i have been able to surprise myself then i would mm-hmm. feel like the project is worth it and that i've understood something about about life you know and something about the person i'm trying to be so i think that is always the desire uh, so mm-hmm. i i sort of uh, try and look for uh, things which enable me to create a world for the character uh, that i'm looking at uh, for the for the person that i'm trying to be um and just that i mean i'm not even sure if that would contribute directly to something in the script or not and i and that can be very uh, unnerving when you start going to start shooting for a film because you feel like are will i be able to do this scene or not have i prepared enough enough or not but i kind of uh, i feel like there's a reward for living through that nervousness because you actually then leave yourself open to uh, something magical happening so I, i actually prepare for things around the script and not in the script so that when there are things which are which are in the script are being played out then i have all this uh, all this this entire world to dig into but at the same time i've not planned exactly what i'm going to do so you know that's that's generally my process so um uh, for example for hamid i just hung out with the women of a village in uh, kashmir uh, doing whatever they were doing you know mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and so many of those things sort of found their way into the film for example there's one sag called haq jo sirf kashmir mein milta hai it grows in kashmir and the women of the village generally it's a very palak looking sag and very tasty very fresh the women of the village generally used to in that village dopahar ko baith ke they used to clean that saag you know mm-hmm. and do that with them and in one of the scenes in the film that became what i was doing you know nice uh, and uh, but but really the emotional connect for me for this character uh, that i'm talking about in hamid this uh, ishrat who's a half widow it's a kind of grief that is very difficult for for somebody like me to understand and i was feeling very nervous about it because i didn't want to do any disservice to um uh, the narrative about uh, a land which has been in conflict for so long you know yeah. uh, and uh, to a land whose uh, stories have been done a lot of disservice to in mainstream media already you know mm-hmm. so and to be able to understand the grief of this person so that 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 really that moment of connection where you for one second understand what this person's life must be is very difficult to find and most often you will not find it if you're going looking for that you know mm-hmm. so you just have to leave yourself open to other things so for example i think the one emotional connect that i found with ishrat was while i was watching a documentary that this uh, woman called ifat fatima had mm-hmm. made on um, on parvina ahangar who's Uh, this lady who is known as the iron lady of kashmir and she runs this organization called apdp uh, which is the only organization in kashmir which is uh, working towards asking for rights for people who 
whose children husbands have gone quote unquote missing you know mm-hmm. uh, so this is a documentary where there was a series of interviews with parvina ahangar and in that documentary parvina ahangar and father lady both of whom had uh their sons who were 15 16 had gone missing many years ago were talking about their experiences and they they, they recite a couplet which they use in their naras you know with which the organization uses in their naras and okay. just the quality of that just got to me you know and i i wrote that couplet down and this this lovely co-actor of mine from kashmir from baramulla mm. put it to tune and the words and the tune just i think that was my moment where for just just a tiny millisecond maybe i understood what ishrat was going through you know yes so i had never imagined that it would be this documentary and this i was just doing whatever i could find you know so jo kahin koi kitab mil jati thi to wo pad leti thi kahin koi film mil jati thi wo dekh leti thi dopahar ko baith ke auraton ke sath time spend kar leti thi mujhe nahi pata tha ki ye साफ करना एक दिन सीन में घुस जाएगा मुझे नहीं पता था कि ये कपलेट मेरे सीन का हिस्सा बन जाएगा यू नो सो दैट इज आई बिलीव प्रेपरेशन प्रोसेस शुड बी इट शुड बी फ्री ऑफ द वरी ऑफ गेटिंग द सीन डन इट शुड बी मोर अबाउट वांटिंग टू एक्सपीरियंस इन अदर लाइफ फॉर एग्जांपल इन द दिल्ली क्राइम यू आर टेकिंग ऑर्डर फ्रॉम शेफाली and when you enter you look like a very ordinary girl who is going to just take instructions from the senior and then mm-hmm. as the series moves ahead there are so mm-hmm. many surprises you know mm-hmm. so um when you're shooting something like that does the hierarchy come in intervening the your emotions and your preparations or is it harmonious with the co-actors you know i've been very fortunate to have some very very good co-actors people who believe in the work rather than hierarchies people who mm-hmm. believe that uh believe that a scene is made when two actors work with each other uh yeah. and they've all been very generous and very respectful of me and my work in spite of the fact that if you look at things hierarchically then they are way senior they, or they are just better known in the time that i've worked with them you know but yeah. they've still been very generous towards me in terms of because they are they professional actors who are very good and they understand that a scene can only work when two actors work with each other um, yes. so i think um, whether it was irfan or nawaz or shifali all of them i have to say were uh, always about getting the scene to work um with shifali i think the, the you know especially the scene where i meet her for the first time was actually shot on the first day uh, yeah. of of shoot for me on delhi crime uh and there are some situations which uh, are naturally such that you can use them to your advantage on that on that day and i always believe in that you know, that a shooting process is so rigorous and so difficult for everybody that i don't believe ki aap uh, at least that's not my way of working i believe that everything the chaos and the mayhem that's happening on set you have to use that in the scene and use that to your advantage you know and if you can do that then uh, it will really also look very lived in you know so for example that was my first day and i was i was a little nervous and i'm also very much in awe of shivali so i said mm-hmm. why 
let me not resist this feeling let me give in to that feeling because i feel that this feeling will only contribute to the same and i feel that it did you know um so so there are the but supposing i had to do a scene with her in which i didn't have to be in awe of her on the first day mm. then then i would have found a different way of doing it i'm just mm. giving you an example of a time mm. where it worked and mm. the situation around worked in favor of mm. the scene you know So, so I saw uh, an interview video of yours uh, where uh, you were saying that you know how you get very nervous before a new film is about to begin or a new series is going to begin and also uh, every time you do a shot you are never satisfied and you keep begging everybody on the sets for one more so ye aapki jo film aane wali hai web series jiska naam hai out of love ji The trailer is looking so promising. I can't wait to watch it. Thank you. I look forward to you watching it. So tell us about this new series. So it's season two of a series called Out of Love, which is based on an original series by the name of Doctor Foster, which is uh, produced by BBC UK, and uh, it's essentially a story of a of a who's a doctor and she lives in a small town, and in the Indian adaptation, they live in Kunur, and she has a. A, a seemingly perfect life you know a good job a beautiful child a, a loving husband and it's all good till she finds out that uh, her husband is having an affair and hmm. uh, then the all of season 1 goes through um, how they negotiate the situation in their life and eventually it ends up not so well because they do some pretty crazy things to each other and uh, uh finally he leaves town and uh, season 2 starts on a note where you see dr meera kapoor in a in a very comfortable space in her life where she's dealt with all that's happened and she's moved on and she's very happy being a single parent and a respected doctor and she has good relationships with people around her and uh, she's found a life which is free of her husband akash but then akash decides to come back to the uh, to kunur and that's when season 2 is uh, i essentially a psychological warfare between these two um mm. and uh, i'm wondering how the audience is going to respond to it <laughs> so but mm. tell me a lot of couples say that you know we don't want to work together because uh, then uh, all the irritants become too much then uh, working with mukul is uh, more fun or you'd rather work with different people <laughs> I wonder what it would be like to be on a long shoot with Mukul. I haven't experienced that yet. Uh, um, how long are you married? We've been married eleven years. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's a very good visit. Yeah. Now we know. You're like our... little children now yourselves, and you're like you're saying that you're married only for eleven years is a long time. Yeah, it's a very long time. Sometimes I also have to pinch myself to believe it. <laughs> hmm. Now we can end with uh, you by you telling uh, the audience uh, what to expect in Out of Love. Is it a series for people who are out of love, or is it a series for people who are in love? To be careful. I think it's a series for both. For anybody who's experienced love, and all of us have, uh, it is engaging. And I think what I'm really looking forward to is in season two. Is season one was clearly the script uh, was geared towards. Uh, Garnering empathy for my character, for Doctor Mira mm. Kapoor, so she's clearly the person who's been wronged. But mm. season two is, I think, uh, the audience will be 
sort of torn between Meera and Akash. And I think that would be the victory of the script. Because any good script is about the audience looking at different points of view and wondering which one to align themselves with. Nice. Know? So I'm really looking nice. forward to that. Yes. So thank you very much, Rasika. I wish you all the best uh, for the, the series that's going to come soon. Uh, and also for your life. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's lovely to talk to you. Yes, and we'll meet soon, hopefully, when the nightmare ends. Hopefully, till then, please stay safe and take care. Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment. Do rate on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, CastBox, Spotify, GeoSavan, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest and until then, take great care of yourself.